0: Sweet checks, Rice checks, and Good Hot Ralston present Space Patrol! <laughs> I adventure in the wild vast reaches of space, missions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Corey, Commander-in-Chief of the Space Patrol! <laughs> in today's transcribed adventure, Buzz and Happy are on the third moon of Jupiter in their spacesuits attempting to pull Major Robertson out of a crevice into which he has fallen. Buzz has lowered Happy into the crevice where thousands of beetle-like insects are swarming. Beetles that seem impervious to the cold and lack of atmosphere. Just a couple more feet, sir. That's it, sir. Loop the rope under the Major's arms, Happy. Just a minute, sir. I might brush off some of these insects. Some of them just won't brush off, sir. They're awful. They're on my suit, too all over the Majors. Hey, Commander, they're eating through our space suits. We've got to get the Major out of there and get back to the ship. These insects puncture our suits for finished. We'll be back in just a moment with today's Space Patrol story, The Moon Beetles. The hour has struck. Yes, today is the last time we can offer you a pair of those wonderful new space binoculars that you can see way off in the distance with. Big, four-power plastic space binoculars. Five inches wide, five inches long. Plenty big and plenty of fun. Gang, you can watch people blocks away. Study birds in real tall trees. Read signs way off in the distance. Spot planes high in the sky. And listen, you wear space binoculars on your head. Yes, sir, a strong elastic band holds them snugly to your eyes. Makes you look like a strange man from Mars. Leaves your hands absolutely free. Yes, the hour has struck. Today is the last time we can offer you these terrific new Space Patrol space binoculars. To get a pair exactly like Buzz Corey wears, do this buy a box of Instant Ralston. Then, with your name and address, send 25 cents in coin and an Instant Ralston box top to Space Patrol Box 686 St. Louis, Missouri. This offer good only in the USA and may be withdrawn at any time. That's Space Patrol Box 686 St. Louis, Missouri. And now, today's space patrol story, The Moon Beetles. In their space battle cruiser Terra Five, Buzz and Happy are approaching Jupiter's number two moon to investigate the mysterious failure of equipment in one of the automatic instrument stations. Their viewscope is trained on a surface of a cold, barren, airless satellite as Happy watches for the dome-shaped image of the atmosphere shell to reveal they're nearing the unmanned instrument station. Jupiter's number two moon sure is a desolate place. Nothing but craters and mountains, and more craters and mountains. And they all look the same. I don't even recognize any landmarks. We should have brought Robbie along. He knows most of Jupiter's satellites the way you and I know the Earth's moon. Oh, uh, uh, speaking of Major Robertson, sir, I was a little surprised to find out he was meeting us on Jupiter. Uh Oh? Well, I figured he'd be getting ready for the big day on Terra on the third of the month. Uh, You know, the Interplanetary Medal Award ceremony. I hope we can all be there. We will if we don't run into serious trouble on this instrument failure investigation. Sure. Doesn't the Major have to be there uh, to receive the award? Well, I was under the impression that the name of the person to receive the Interplanetary Medal was kept secret until the day of the ceremony. What makes you think uh, Robbie's going to get it? Well, I, uh, I heard rumors. <laughs> well, personally, I'd like to see Major Robinson get it, too. The final decision is up to the award committee. They aren't going to let the news out ahead of time. Uh, we're getting close to the incident station, Happy. See those two cone-shaped peaks at the edge of that broad, shallow crater? Yes, sir. The instrument station is right between those peaks. Well, that's funny. What's that, Commander? The small atmosphere shell should be visible now. Maybe the sunlight's hitting it at the wrong angle. Well, it should still show up on the view scope. Happy, the shell's gone. Huh? Switch the space phone receiver to the ultra-high-frequency automatic instrument channel and see if any signals are getting out. Yes, sir. Well, this is the right channel, sir. Some of the instruments are still sending, but I can't understand what happened to that atmosphere dome. Uh, maybe a meteor hit it. If it came in at a tangent, it might break the shell without damaging all the instruments. Get our spaces, Happy, while I set the ship down. We'll make an on the spot check. It varies out. but if it came in almost parallel to the surface of the moon and hit the shell? There would still be fragments of the plastic shell scattered all over the area. Take a look. The ground all around is perfectly clean. Wow, oh, the shell must have been completely disintegrated. That would put most of the instruments out of commission, even those that were picking up cosmic radiations through the receptors outside the shell. It's very strange, Happy. Cut off the atmosphere plant. We'll get back to the ship and blast off. Yes, sir. I'll space the phone Robbie and ask him to meet us to charge on instead of Jupiter city that just south of Jupiter City? Yes, it's a technological center. It's where Dr. William Conrad receives and analyzes the data transmitted from these instrument stations on the different moons. I wonder how he'll analyze the fact that a whole atmosphere. Wait a minute, Are you saying there weren't even any fragments of the atmosphere, sir? That's right, Robbie. The whole thing just disappeared. Hmm. And none of the instruments were physically damaged? No, Doctor. Some of them stopped transmitting because of the cold. It really got us puzzled, Dr. Conrad. What do you think could have happened? Well, happy I won't even speculate until a thorough investigation is made. At the moment, Doctor, I feel this is a job for the security section. Robbie, get a lab ship and blast off for moon number two. Yes, sir. Do you want me to go with the Major, Commander? You'll be needed here in Chargon, Doctor. We've got to evaluate the data from the other moon centers. I'll keep in contact with you from number two moon and give you any information I can gather. Good. Robbie, I'll leave the investigation in your hands. Happy, and I'll go to our temporary quarters and get some rest. I can use a little sleep. I'll call you first thing in the morning, Doctor Conrad. Come on, Happy. Sleep is the next order. Happy. Happy, wake up. <laughs> hmm? Oh, tonight, at what time is it? Six, zero, five hours, universal star time. Are you going to sleep all day? Oh, don't be stupid, huh? I plan to be awake before you, sir. <laughs> Say, are you sure it's 6.05? Look at your watch. Yeah, but it's still dark outside. That's why I left the shade up, figuring the sun would wake me yes, up. Yes, I noticed how dark it was. Maybe we're having an eclipse of the sun. They're fairly frequent on Jupiter with 12 moons in the sky. I'm sure, I should have thought of that. Uh, have you talked to Dr. Conrad? I phoned his lab, but wasn't able to reach him. <laughs> Maybe he overslept, too. From the sound of things outside, it sounds like the middle of the day. Come here and look, sir. The streets are full of people. These chargon citizens must be early risers, or else they got up to see the eclipse. The eclipse here wouldn't cause that much excitement. What do you know? The lights are on all over the city. That must be Dr. Conrad. Who the charge of quarters to put the call in here? Corey speaking. Uh, Commander, this is Dr. Conrad. Oh, yes, Doctor. I've already called your lab. I'm not at the laboratory. I'm at the spaceport. Can you come over? Is something wrong? Haven't you noticed the darkness? Yes. The four biggest moons must be eclipsing the sun all at once. This is no eclipse, Commander. The Shergon atmosphere shell is completely covered with insects. Insects? Yes, I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. They're blanketing the entire dome. Billions of them. Space control isn't letting any ship in or out of the space lots. They're afraid the insects will swarm into the city. Doctor, where are you now? I'm in the Space Portmaster's office. I'll be right over. I'm ready, Commander. And let's go. Well, here's the office, Captain. Commander. Uh, Commander, I expected you sooner. I was beginning to get worried. We're tied up in traffic, Doctor. People are running around almost in a panic. Well, I can't say I blame them. It's not exactly reassuring to know you're under a roof of billions of living insects. I didn't think Jupiter had that many insects. Where did they all come from? We don't know. One spaceship came through the logs just at dawn. The pilot said the insects are like a shiny black sea all around the atmosphere dome. I've got a few specimens here, Commander, in these two small plastic boxes. Let's have a look at them. Hundreds of insects were drawn through the space lock when the ship entered. That's why space control closed the port. Look, rockets, look at the size of them. They must be about two inches long. Oh, they seem to be some sort of beetle. I don't recognize them. Well, I showed them to a friend of mine in the communication section, an amateur entomologist. He says he's never seen anything like them before on any planet. Oh, strange. Entirely new variety of insect appearing by the billions and here on Jupiter of all places. Mm. Hey, hey, one of the bugs got loose. He's crawling across the desk. Take the lid off the box, Happy? No, sir. Look, the lid is still on it. Then how did it get out? Listen, what's that? Warning signal. Yellow alert. Yellow alert? Something must be wrong with the city's atmosphere plan. Happy, quickly. Close all the windows airtight. Doctor, cut on the emergency air vents. What could be the matter? That signal means the air outside this building isn't fit to breathe. Check the polaroid windows. All the windows are closed tight, sir. Airtight. Good. Emergency air vent Commander. We're all right for the time being. Yes, Doctor, but those people out in the streets, if they don't get inside a building with emergency air supply, they're in trouble. I'll get it. Courtmaster's office. He isn't here. This is Commander Corey of the Space Patrol. I see. Yes, Captain, your procedure's correct. Right, Corey out. That was the Atmosphere Control Center. The yellow alert was sounded because the detectives registered a high methane gas content in the air. Matt mean, You mean there's a leak in the atmosphere shell? More than a leak, a serious break. What happened? Look at this plastic box, Doctor. Mm -hmm. There is a, a hole in it. Exactly. That beetle ate through the plastic box. And above us, there are billions of insects eating their way through the plastic atmosphere shell. We'll be back with Space Patrol in just a moment. Presenting the mystery of the baffling basketball player. Sometimes this ten-year-old boy would be a sharp shooter. He'd make basket after basket after basket. But then at other times, ouch, he'd miss shot after shot. And so it went. Sometimes a shooting star, sometimes a falling star. Here was the trouble. This boy was only getting supercharged now and then. On some mornings, he'd have a power breakfast with rice checks or wheat checks. The super cereals that helped us supercharge you. That's when he'd really shoot those baskets. But then, at other times, well, he'd just eat any old breakfast. And that's when they'd call him Fumbler. The so gang, remember, to be a winner every day, you have to get supercharged every day. In other words, enjoy that rice checks and wheat checks in your cupboard all the time. Not just some of the time. Make it a rule to do what Buzz Corey does. Eat a power breakfast with rice Chex or wheat Chex every single day. The bite-sized super cereals that help to supercharge you. Delicious Chex! <laughs> and now back to our Space Patrol story, The Moon Beetles. The city of Shargon on the planet Jupiter is periled by a vast swarm of strange insects that completely cover the atmosphere shell. These beetle-like insects are gnawing through the thick plastic of the transparent dome over the city, and now the air is contaminated with the harmful gases that compose Jupiter's atmosphere. Buzz, Happy, and Dr. William Conrad have rushed to the atmosphere washing plant, while Major Robertson, at the commander's order, is at the spaceport, ready to lead an exterminator squadron. Happy and the doctor are standing before the giant motors that force the atmosphere through chemical filters and purifiers ...waiting for Buzz to return from the office of the Chief Air Control Engineer. Well, the engineers just cut on another auxiliary motor. Uh-huh. That's the last one. The plant's working at full capacity. Yeah, but so are those bugs. Oh, here's the commander. Commander, what did the chief engineer say? Oh, it's a losing battle. You just can't build up enough pressure inside the shell... ...to equal the heavy Jupiter atmosphere pressure on the outside. Unless those insects are stopped... Pretty soon, big chunks of the dome will fall in on the city. They could plunge right through the roof. do you think that DB-12X insecticide will kill the bugs, Commander? I don't know. And if I give Robbie the order to take the exterminator squadron outside the shell, that insecticide will contaminate the entire city. You mean it's harmful to human beings? Definitely. But don't you think it's worth the risk, Commander? If the dome collapses... Oh, you're right, Doctor. There's no time to waste. We'll broadcast a warning for everyone to keep off the streets and to seal their doors and windows. Then we'll go back to Space Patrol headquarters, and I'll tell Robbie to take the squadron up. Commander, the streets have been completely cleared, and the Major and the squadron have been spraying the outside of the dome for 20 minutes. The BB-12X ought to be showing some results. If, if it's going to work, I'll contact Robbie. Commander Corey at Chargon Space Patrol headquarters calling Major Robertson aboard Space Patrol cruiser J-571. Corey to Major Robertson. Robertson here. Go ahead, Commander. Is it working, Robbie? All eight ships have made ten passes with the insecticide, Commander. The insects are saturated with the stuff, but it doesn't seem to phase them. We've got to find something that's effective and find it quickly. Well, heat might do it. We get enough ships with the atomic flame ejectors and play them over the dome. There aren't any on Jupiter. What about trying ultrasonic vibrations? That's it. That'll do it, Commander. Dr. Conrad, do you know of a lab ship here in Chargon that's got an ultrasonic generator in it? No, yes, Commander. There is one at the space force. Good. Robbie, order the squadron to return to base, but you stay aloft. Happy, Dr. Conrad and I will get the lab ship and blast off immediately. Lab ship secured for blast off, Commander. All right, Hap, I'll notify space control. Commandant labship lab ship X-211 in area 28, calling space control chargun. Space control chargun, go ahead. We're ready for blast off. He may blast off at Wiltshire. Space control out. Stand by to fire rockets, Happy. Standing by, sir. Ready, Doctor? Yes, Commander. Fire rockets. Here come the lock, sir. Reduce power and we'll circle back to the dome. What a sight. The dome is black with those insects. I hope this ultrasonic generator does the trick. I'd hate the idea of going back down through that roof of beetles. Dr. Conrad, will you operate the generator? Of course, Commander. That must be the Major's ship off on our starboard viewport. Right. Corey aboard Labship X211, calling Major Robertson. Robertson here, go ahead, you We're going to make a head on pass at the dome, Robbie. Good hunting. All right, Doctor. Turn on the generator. I've set it at one million cycles, Commander. That frequency should be fatal to most insects. Give it plenty of power. Yes, Commander. Here we go, right over the dome. Happy, set the viewscope to high magnification. Yes, sir. We'll circle back and make another pass. How's the viewscope setting, sir? Fine. We can see the insects quite clearly. Mm, they don't seem to be affected by the vibration. Uh, shall I increase the frequency? Oh, wait. Look, they're dropping off the dome. Hey, they sure are. Sliding off by the thousands. It's working, Commander. The sides of the dome are nearly clear. Would you look at that. They're sliding off like like a black eveline. We'll make a couple more passes just to make sure we've got them all. Let's look at how they're heaping up around the base of the atmosphere shell. It's going to be some job clearing them away. The first problem is to get a crew to work sealing up those holes in the dome. Commander, this is Robbie. Yes, Robbie. More trouble. I just got word that there's a plague of those beetles on moon number three. They've attacked the small atmosphere shell over the research station. That could disrupt the entire interplanetary communications system to say nothing of ruining all space flight aid stations. Hey, we'd better get out there with the ultrasonic generator. It wouldn't work on that moon, Happy. There's no atmosphere to transmit the high-frequency sound of the insects. They've got to be brought under control. Smoking rockets. Well, there are a hundred men on that station. They can't even be evacuated because they can't open the space locks. What's wrong with the power units? Picked up automatic signals that indicate a relay didn't work. If somebody could get there, get inside the power unit shell and flip that switch, the research station would have power restored. But how about the insects? Doctor, the new delta ray, would that destroy the insects? Yes, but it has to be focused so that the rays wouldn't penetrate the shell, or it would destroy the men inside, too. Is there a delta ray here in Chargon? No, the nearest one is in Jupiter City. Robbie, you blast off from moon number three and get that power on. Happy, and I'll go to Jupiter City for the Delta Ray and join you on the moon research station. There's the research station, Happy. We'll cut our speed and circle. I'll get the Delta Ray ready. Now don't turn it on until I give you the word. We've got to be sure of our focusing range. Yes, sir. Wow, look at that dome, just like the one at chargon Covered with beetles. Well, there's Robbie's ship near the dome. I wonder if the Major's got the power on yet. I don't think so. We'd be hearing from him. Just look at those insects all around the station. Well, at least they aren't attacking the power unit though. Major Robertson, calling Commander Corey aboard Terra 5. Major Robertson, calling Commander Corey. Corey here. Where are you, Robbie? In oh, a pretty tight spot, Commander. Did you get the Delray? What's the trouble? Oh, I was in my spacesuit, walking toward the power unit shell, and these compounded beetles attacked me. Crawled all over me. Beat them off! I fell into a crevice near the power shell, and I'm wedged in. We'll land and pull you out. I don't want to rush you, but these insects are eating my spacesuit. I managed to brush them off the plastic face piece, but they're all over me. If any minute now, they're going to puncture the suit. We'll set the ship down right away. Happy, get out our spacesuits and some rope. I could pull both of you up. No, Happy, Happy it's too dangerous. dangerous. Please, sir, let me go. It's the only way to save Major Roberts Don't forget the men in the station. You may be right. So here, take the rope. I'll leave you down. Yes, sir. Lower away. No, hang on, Happy. That's it. A couple more feet, sir. Okay, hold it. another charge it's working the beetles are dropping off the shell like like flies this ray works better than the ultrasonic generator see that robbie yeah really shoveling them up how's your leg? a little better good as we wipe out the beetles we'll land and turn the power unit on hey if we can clean this up and blast off for Terra pretty soon we'll, we'll be able to get the major back for the interplanetary award ceremony funny i almost forgot Thank you. Thank you very much. Go on up, Major. Uh, The Commander's ready to give you the medal. Quiet, the Commander's going to speak. Fellow citizens of the United Planets, it's my privilege and honor, as last year's recipient of the Interplanetary Award, to present this symbol of courage and service to the current winner. It's a special source of pride to me because the award goes to a member of my own Space Patrol. Major, the Commander's looking this way. He wants you to go up. The choice this year was a difficult one for the committee, and the person chosen by them has declined the honor. But, Major, I... I Quiet half. I... The command is speaking. Yes. The selected candidate, Major Robertson, security chief of space patrol, feels that the interplanetary award should go to the man who risked his own life to save another and thereby help save the lives of a hundred men. So, in a special session, the committee accepted the major's suggestion. And I shall now present the Interplanetary Award to a member of the Corps of Cadets, Cadet Happy. Huh? Me? Me? But, but I... 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 Uh. Go on, Happy. Get up there. Hey, Happy. 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 Ladies and gentlemen... I'll have to ask Major Robertson to accept the award for Cadet Happy. It seems the courageous winner of the Interplanetary Award has just fainted. An exciting preview of next week's thrilling Space Patrol adventure in just a moment. But first, gang, here it is. Here's the only way to get a pair of Space Patrol space binoculars. Now, all you do is... Uh Uh-oh. Here's a radio ray from Terra. Boys and girls, this is your commander, and I have a message for you that's so important I've interrupted Dick Tufel. here's my message. Today is positively the last time we can offer you a pair of official space binoculars. This is the greatest offer we've ever made, and it's one item I feel that every one of you should have. Although thousands and thousands of boys and girls now have their space binoculars, I know for a fact that many of you have still not sent in. So, don't wait. This is important and vital. Send in today for your Space Patrol space binoculars. This is absolutely the last time we can make this sensational offer. Hurry up. Thank you, Commander. And boys and girls, remember this. These are not flimsy goggles. They are real, full-size, full-field, four-power binoculars made of long-lasting plastic. Real, full-size, full-field, four-power binoculars that make everything in the distance look bigger, closer, Clearer. The revolutionary new binoculars you wear on your head, thrills and fun galore. You can identify buildings way off in the distance, spot planes, study birds, watch far-off traffic, read distant signs, and do lots and lots of other things with your space binoculars all year long. Now to get a pair, buy a box of Instant Ralston. Then, with your name and address, send 25 cents in coin and an Instant Ralston box top to Space Patrol, Box 6. 8, 6, St. Louis, Missouri. If you don't agree your binoculars are tops, return them and we'll return your money. That's Space Patrol, Box 6, eight, six St. Louis, Missouri. And now, an exciting preview of next week's thrilling Space Patrol adventure. Buzz and Happy have just left Terra 5 to enter a damaged spaceship far out beyond the Pluto orbit. They've entered the wrecked ship in their spacesuits to rescue two unconscious men. Around the ship's huge chunks of metal hurtled through space on an unknown orbit. We'll have to carry them, Happy. You take this one, I'll handle the big fellow. Yes, sir. Hey, Commander. The ships are swerving right into that stream of metal fragments. I thought I set the controls to keep pace with them. Aha! Those fragments aren't going in a straight line in a swirling motion like a whirlpool. Hey, Commander! They're battering the ship to pieces. They're breaking us up. We got to get these men inside quickly. We're the fragments the, the ship. Over. we're finished, all of us. Be sure to be with us next Saturday for the exciting story, The Strange Gift of the New Star, when Wheat Checks, Rice Checks, and Good Hot Wellston again bring you Space Space Patrol! I adventure in the wild, vast reaches of space. Visions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Corey, Commander-in-Chief of the Space Patrol. (laughs) Space Patrol, an original Mike Moser production starring Ed Kemmer as Commander Corey and Lynn Osborne as Cadet Happy, was written by Lou Houston and directed by Larry Robertson. Other players were Ken Mayer and Bela Kovach. Dick Tufeld speaking. Now don't forget to tune in next Saturday and every Saturday when Wheat Checks, Rice Checks, and Good Hot Ralston again present the new exciting Space Patrol! Be sure to see another exciting Space Patrol program on your local ABC TV station. Consult your paper for time and channel. Space Patrol comes to you transcribed from Hollywood. This is ABC Radio Network.